Welcome to the e-commerce marketing society podcast, a podcast for women who want to grow their online store or e-commerce brand by improving their marketing. I'm your host, Lisa Byrne, an e-commerce marketing coach for women with 20 years of marketing experience under my belt. I help women increase sales and decrease stress by helping them focus on the right things instead of doing all the things. As well as hearing from me, I gather my favorite women in e-commerce to share their stories of growth and expertise because we all know it takes a village to grow a successful business. Welcome to the society. Let's get focused and have some fun. Hi everyone, how are you? If you're anything like me, you are absolutely rejoicing that school is back here in Australia and you're enjoying the first few weeks of alone time and being able to focus on your business again. I don't know about you, but my happy place and my relaxation place is my business, as strange as that seems. Um, it's where I can be myself and be creative and feel super productive. It's been a big start to the month already. So this week, if you are on my wait list for Ecom Grow Strong, you would have got a little email in your inbox about the waitlist offer that's only live for this week. So we're talking the 6th of February to the 10th of February. If you are on the waitlist, go and check your emails. And if you're not on the waitlist, doors will open to the public to Ecom Grow Strong in a couple of weeks. I'm so excited to um, welcome a whole bunch of new women into the program. Speaking of wonderful women, Today, I am so excited to interview an Ecom Grow Strong student, Laura. Laura is the founder of Wild Indiana. Laura creates and designs the most beautiful products for the busy mum and the busy family, from silicone dinner sets right through to dinner plates and cups and all sorts of beautiful, beautiful things. And her business is an established business. So it's been around for a while and she is doing really, really well. She started her business when she had her first baby. Um, that was seven years ago. And she joined Ecom Grow Strong last year. As I mentioned, her business was established. She was doing re- really well. Everything was going great and growing. So she's the perfect example of uh, an established business that, you know, it helps to always go back to basics and to see what you can optimize in your business and in your marketing. So never forgetting that we can always refine and improve and optimize anything from our foundation, so our website, our customer, our brand, right through to the marketing that we're doing, our email, our social media, our videos, all that kind of stuff. So we can always be finding areas of growth and opportunities, even when things are going great. Now, Laura is such a busy woman. She's got three children. She homeschools them and she still manages to have an incredibly successful business and do things like Ecom Grow Strong. I don't know how she does it, but we're going to find out today. So listen in and don't forget to keep your eyes out for Ecom Grow Strong. We kick off March 2nd. It's 12 weeks. It's a hands-on group coaching program and I would love to have you in there. Hey, Laura, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you here. Busy mum of three and founder of Wild Indiana. We were just chatting before we hit record. I don't know how you do it all. You're the kind of mum, like I follow you on Instagram. I watch everything that you do and and I know your business so well, thanks to Econ Grow Strong. And you're definitely the 
how the heck does she do it kind of person. <laughs> I have a lot of help. That's exactly how. Yeah, I think that's the only way to do it, isn't it? Like, it is. yeah, and yeah. building your village, like yes. inside the business and outside the business. So before Absolutely. we dive into your village, please introduce yourself and, and your brand and your products and what yeah. you're about. So I'm Laura. I'm the owner of Wild Indiana. We design products that I hope make a mum's life easier and they're specifically for babies. We go from baby play right through to starting solids to going out with your baby. We've got a couple of products now for mum. Yeah, basically it just all evolved out of becoming a mum and finding some gaps in the market where I found that there were some products that weren't quite solving the problem and that's where we sort of came in and we've had a, we've grown an amazing community from that yeah amazing so yeah. when did you start let me guess it was coinciding with your first baby yes <laughs> yeah so seven, almost seven years ago now I had my firstborn Indiana and I was just on maternity leave she was about 12 weeks old when I hit post on my first Instagram <gasps> post you're kidding yeah so I was sitting in my nursery and she was 12 weeks old I was on maternity leave I just finished my psychology degree so I was going to head into that, but I just, I had this new baby and my whole world had changed and I just couldn't fathom the thought of going back to work or, or diving back into an employed job and someone else determining my hours. And so I just decided to jump into it. It did definitely start as a hobby, but the more that I jumped into the world, my passion for it grew so much of having an e-com business and it coinciding with motherhood and just the, the hours and the ease of it, but uh, it's definitely been a learning curve. But yeah, so it started back when I had her and then it's just evolved over the years. As she's gotten older, uh, my eyes have opened to different products and mm-hmm. the different needs of a child and every child that I've had. So I've now got three and with every child, different products have come along. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah, like the, she's literally grown yes. with the business oh, yeah, and dictated absolutely. the business, yeah. And, you know, you would be one of so many women that that I've spoken to and worked with and my business as well, like you have a baby, yes. Yes. world completely changes. And yeah. you, your psychology degree, I bet when you started your psychology degree, you never thought you'd be like, <laughs> hmm, never no. going to use Like, yeah, this, <laughs> never going to use it and turn to products. No. Like it's just crazy. Yes. And did you find that you had you know, it's like an explosion of creativity as well as oh, realising, yeah. oh, you know, the, the grind, the nine-to-five grind isn't yeah. going to work. Oh, absolutely. And I think I'm not, I, I have heard in psychology that there is something about that newborn phase where a woman's brain becomes very creative. And I found that in every single time I've had a newborn, my brain just goes crazy with ideas and creativity. And I just wish I could capture that and bottle it up in that phase. Definitely. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and uh, my friend introduced me to this term and I wonder if it's part of it, but I'm not like a pro on it, but like matrescence. Yes. Like yes. The, from changing from like a, a, oh, a, a woman, like into a mother, yes. like yes. it's chemical, it's emotional, it's physical, but it's totally lifestyle as well. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And creativity must be a part of that. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so what was your first product? My first product was the Play Gym. And my husband's a builder. And so he just built this wooden little frame for my daughter to play under. I couldn't find anything that wasn't plasticky or really hard to put together. And so he just built this simple little frame. We hung a couple of things under it and she would lie under it for 
what felt like hours and just play and she learned to play under it and coinciding with my psychology and, and like learning to play and the importance of play in children. That's sort of where that stemmed from. And it gave me a safe place for her to play and I could sit and have a hot cup of coffee. And as a mum, you know, that sanity was very much appreciated. And so that's where the sort of the first product came from. It came from making a mum's life easier and something that was safe for baby and easy to use. And so that's where it came from. And I would be up all night painting these play gyms and I would give them to friends. And then our socials kind of grew from there. And then we, my husband would get his apprentices in and we'd be making hundreds of play gyms oh through the gosh. night. <laughs> and I'd be up with a newborn painting and painting. And so we just kind of grew from there, this, this base of play gyms really. And then from there, my husband was sort of like, you know, you're, you're up all night beating and doing these things and he was the sort of the first one to kind of push me into hey we need to look at getting someone else to help you and I remember thinking you are crazy I'm never getting anyone no one can bead like me yeah say like these are safety certified toys and I cannot have anyone else help me and I ended up getting a, a friend's daughter she was younger and that she was looking for some work experience and she helped me for years just helping me understand that I could get someone else to do what I do. And so she helped me for a few years. And then from there, I did employ people. But uh, the whole outsourcing process of that was a, a massive learning curve for me. But yeah, that's sort of where the products grew. It started with a play gym and learning to outsource from there. And then we, my daughter started eating food. And so we, we went into the starting solids field. And at that time, I couldn't find anything that was nice looking, easy mm -hmm. to clean, you know, things were plastic, would break or crack. And I had a nice Bunnikens ceramic thing. It's mm -hmm. smashed on the ground. And yep. so there was so many little issues that um, I was facing there. And so we went into this silicon field. And from there, again, we went into going out with my baby. And so we just kept growing our products as she grew. Yeah, how interesting. And I love that you had such a CEO lesson like so early yes. on that yes. outsourcing, you literally cannot do everything yourself. No. You shouldn't be doing everything yourself. No. And even though you feel like only you can, you're the right person to do mm -hmm. it, you can teach someone yes. and you can, you probably yes. put, you know, really clear processes and processes and standards around yes. that. Yes. Um, and you've, do you find that, do you feel like you've consistently hired pe people since that moment? Like it's been an easier thing for you to do because you did it so early yes. on? hiring? Yes, definitely. I still, there's still so many things as a business, as you grow, you take on new things. So I, you know, right back at the start, we weren't doing email marketing. And so mm -hmm. that, and that was a skill I had to learn. And then I held on to that going, there's no way I could get anyone else to help me with my email marketing. Now I don't do any of it, but Love you it. know, there, there's certain things that as the business grows, there's new skills and that I still struggle to give off. And I'm right now, even looking at trying to, um, outsource like get someone else to help me with my marketing and yeah things like that and so and right now I'm going oh there's no one that could be a visionary like me but I know I know it will come to a place where someone else can come in and do a bit of visionary as well so yeah yeah, yeah for sure and you can still be the visionary but Absolutely. get someone that knows how to bring that to life yeah and carry yeah. it with me yes. yeah and grow grow with you 
Okay, so you you switch to baby solids and and oh, sorry, baby lead weaning, all that that kind of bowls and plates and yes. silicon world. And I and because I we probably had babies around the same time because my Bowie he's seven now. Yes. and yeah, yes. back then there wasn't all those beautiful products that there no. is now. So yes. have you found like it's been quite challenging being so early into the space? Mm. And now it's quite, you know, competitive market. Like how, yes. how have you sort of worked through that or worked with mm. it? It's been really difficult, to be honest. But I, you know, you can get very distracted by looking around and seeing what everyone's doing. There was a point where I did have, a, I felt like I had a little mini breakdown because I felt like we were forging this, like this, this lane and we had such a committed community and then all of a sudden, we had people using our images on their website. We had the market was saturated. We had people using our wording, stuff that we had really forged in the market, I mm. felt. And we had people copying us left, right and center, colors, mm. everything. And it came to a point where I'd spend hours just looking at what everyone was yes. doing and, and getting riled up that, oh, my mm -hmm. goodness, they, they even copied our colors and our limited edition and this and mm. that and that. And I just had to come to a place where I just went, no more sticking to my own lane it's a the the silicon game is a hard slog if they're if they're truly committed to it they'll stick it out and I tell you what I look around now and so many of them have fallen off mm. and but at the same time that doesn't matter I think there is space for everyone in the market if they're willing to to stick it out and so it has been difficult especially when 2020 hit the market just boomed and mm -hmm. it just it got saturated and we could have got washed out, to be honest. Uh, mm. At that point, I had gone and bought almost 200K worth of stock <laughs> and then suddenly everyone did. And so it made it quite hard. But I feel like we've stuck it out and our community has really stuck it out. We have a very committed, beautiful community that we've built. And I feel that they have stayed on the journey with us and... Mm -hmm it's meant so much. It meant that we could keep going. And I feel like we've come out stronger the other side, just because of our community that we've built. Love yeah. that. And so important. And, you know, probably one of the key things that brands, especially new ones need to think about today, it, you know, it's not enough to have a great product, a great mm. website, and or even be prepared to spend thousands on Facebook ads. That only yes. gets you so far. It's it's that relationship with your customers. Um, Absolutely. So I, I love that you've had that, and that, yes. like you say, it's it's been the one thing that stopped you from getting washed out. Yes. So, what did you do over the years to kind of foster that community? What do you think was like your your thing that kept them coming and kept them supporting? I think early on it was being relatable. Early on it was the, we, we all did the sleepless nights together. We all did, you know, and I think on Instagram there was a lot more behind the scenes and, and things like that. And so I do feel like back then we did a lot of the journey together of newborn days. Yeah. And then it was just sort of we bonded over a love of practical products of, you know, this practicality that we weren't all about the fluff. We weren't all about this. We we really bonded over this. We were in it for practical core products. And so we, we did bond over that. I think I always take the time to reply to my DMs. I always take the time to, you know, and I don't put my family out by that, but I do 
I, that is part of my job. I do spend a lot of time replying to people or connecting with people. I look after the people that are our repeat buyers. Mm-hmm. I make sure they feel special. We've got a lot of really like like people that have bought like, you know, 20 everything. bowls, yeah. everything, yeah. you know. And so I always take the time to look after them because they're our walking advertisement, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so I look after them and I think that makes a difference. We also this year started a Facebook group. Ah. which is a small but like I feel a very powerful group we only have about almost 600 members but my goodness they are absolutely incredible and you know we we had a just a, a Facebook group sale a couple of weeks ago and in about half an hour I think they had put in almost $15,000 worth of orders you know that's just crazy mm-hmm. and but before that it was I was on socials trying to slog it out just because of the way socials have changed over the mm-hmm. last year. But we bring them into a, a committed group on Facebook and they're just the most beautiful women. And But the, the power of that was also incredible. I really saw that the other night and I was like, oh, my goodness, okay, we need to foster this. Yes, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a growth opportunity for sure. And like yeah. you say, it's only 600 people, but that is a ton of people and yeah. they're like yeah. your top brand advocates like if you imagine them on a football field and they're all like then talking to (laughs) 10 other mums like that's your marketing strategy right there so yeah I love that you've created that when did you start that Facebook group was that around the time of Ecom Grow Strong or did you do it it was it was uh, just before yeah yeah Yeah, I remember you mentioning that yeah, yes. yeah, definitely. And I think like when I picture all the, the clients that I've worked with that have really grown and, you know, don't have to do a ton of advertising, it's the women that have focused on that, those loyal yes. people. Yes. And they've either done something like Facebook group or they've like gone all in on like really helpful, fun videos. Mm. They've just done something to speak to that one person like, yes. you know, that represent that core customer and treat them like royalty. Exactly. Yes, mm. it's exactly right. Yes. Yeah, I love that. And because mums are, we are vocal. Like if we love something, <laughs> we will tell anyone who yeah. will listen. And on the flip side, you know, we'll also share when we don't mm-hmm. think something's so great. So, yeah, exactly. don't underestimate the power of a happy customer. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So how has your marketing changed over the years? So we, I guess, grew our audience and our business on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So that is where we primarily were and that's where we sort of grew. Then over the years, we then focused a little bit on Facebook and then we sort of dabbled in a few different things. And then probably this year, we've we've definitely gone back to our core people so there was a period of time where I sort of was looking around going how can we how can we grow how can we get more people into our net how can we go overseas how can we go international Mm -hmm. I tried very hard to grow that way and it was probably just when I started Ecom Grow Strong it was more I need to funnel down on what we what's in my hands right now you know being a mum we're very busy and mm-hmm. I think in this season of babies as well, you know, I've only, I've got a two-year-old as well. Mm-hmm. So I just sort of funneled down. I just went right now in this season, I'm just going to focus on what I have and mm-hmm. what I can do. And I think that's been really powerful for our marketing. I also have 
in the light, like doing econ grow strong, like we've sort of come back to looking at our ads and mm-hmm. how we advertise because it is a little bit of a something you can set and forget, not set and forget, but you can set and monitor for a while. You don't have mm-hmm. to be so hands-on. So I feel like that's my marketing has changed in that way a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember a conversation must have been in one of the weekly calls about right on at the start in Econ Grow Strong. It's like, well, how can I grow? Like I'm doing well, you know, and things seem to be working, but I'm not growing. And I remember thinking or saying to you like, okay, let's go back and and focus on what the the small things that you can improve. Like, have you done a, B, C, D, E, F, G. And like, yes, yeah. you had done some of them, but there was still lots of room for growth. So it was like going back and optimizing everything. Yes. Going yeah. back, revisiting your business, you know, foundations, looking at your website, you know, because the space changes, like no matter what category or niche you're in, everything changes. Yeah. And you have to sort of not change with it, but yeah, you know, in every six months, every year, you know, revisit those foundations. How is yes. my website going? How clear is my message? You know, yeah. how's my email performing? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I think our core message never changed, but the way that I was, I guess, talking about it had changed a little bit, and mm-hmm. I just needed to go back and really look at our like business fundamentals of the the numbers and getting back to the basics that has really helped my marketing and just bring it back to, to basics again like, because nothing changed. I'm still so passionate about giving mums products that solve a problem and and really that that's our basic messaging mm. but we just needed to get back to the core of it really. Yeah, for sure. And it's easy to, to kind of, especially like if you're tweaking things a lot, it's easy easy to make things a bit wishy-washy because you've changed it. And it's also easy to forget why you started and and Mm. go and revisit and go back to that. And I must say you make practical products, but they're also seriously gorgeous products. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And mums, like we love a a good-looking kid's drawer. I don't know about you, but I like my kid's drawer looking good, not with crappy, you know, Woolworths. (laughs) <laughs> like poor patrol plates, you know, yep, I don't want any yep. of that stuff. <laughs> no, no, exactly. And I think that's, yeah, that's more and more now. Mums want to actually enjoy the process of making 7,000 yes. snacks or packing lunch yes. boxes and things yep, like that. Yeah, exactly. So your marketing has changed a lot over the years, especially, I guess, since Instagram, its algorithm change, all that kind of hoo-ha. When did you see like a significant growth in your business? Like was there a particular time of year or a product release where you're like, oh, goodness, I'm onto something pretty epic here? I think it was the limited editions. So we brought out our silicon bowl and then, and that just sort of took our business to the next level. So we already had this great baseline of the play gyms. We were solving that product, but you can only buy one play gym. And mm-hmm. that that customer base was going, oh, my goodness, like she solved a problem for us. What's the next thing? And then we all sort of moved into starting solids together So because they had a newborn. And so then we all went to starting solids. They all bought this bowl and they went, oh, my goodness, yes. And then we brought out a limited edition. And I did a very small run of it. And so it sold out within an hour. And then we had everybody on the edge of their seats waiting for the next limited edition. And so these little 
little, you know, we didn't change the product. Mm -hmm. We just changed the color. We didn't have to go and invent something new. Yeah. It was just these little incentives that sort of brought the community together, brought a lot of buzz to our products, brought, you know, and it was fun. So I think the limited editions definitely brought the spike. Then we sort of, we, we boomed in wholesale side of things and then I think the lockdown, 20, I think it tripled our business. Yeah. So we sort of, that lockdown really brought a lot of eyes to our business. People were at home shopping. Yep. So that brought a, a lot of, yeah, a lot of community together, I guess. But mm. I think it was the, the buzz of new colours and those sort of things that brought in. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I love that you've kind of, that was an act accidental strategy like it worked once and you were smart enough to realize okay let's rinse and repeat this and like you said we didn't have to go and create whole new mold or you know find new suppliers or whatever it is just tweak what's you know redo what's worked make it better the next time and then the next time again and like you say it brings that buzz because if you're Mm -hmm. not doing anything to create that buzz or if you're not creating new stories to share with your existing customers Mm -hmm. they will sort of go quiet you know yeah and those people who have bought from you once that's who you want to get to buy again and again and again so finding a mechanism whether it's like an offer or a brand event or you know limited edition to bring them back I think that that's really smart and I love that that's had a big impact on your business yeah absolutely it has so where so you're doing really well and then you joined Ecom Grow Strong so where was your head at so I guess I had come from like our business boomed we then took on a warehouse I took on staff I took on huge amount of stock we we grew I was working a lot Mm. and I guess I had reached this idea of what I thought was success and when I got there I was not enjoying it I was Mm -hmm. not having fun at all (laughs) and I went I'm missing out on my kids I'm not spending any time with them the dynamic at home just wasn't working and for some people it does like for some people Mm. that is success and it works really well and it's awesome but for me, and I think it's individual for everybody, but for me, I just, I wasn't enjoying it. And so at the start of this year, I decided to outsource and go 3PL with my whole business. I'm so lucky because a lot of my staff at that time were moving into state, their husbands Ah. were getting jobs. And so I didn't actually have to let anybody go because they were the most beautiful team. We downsized, I've got remote VAs now, so it works a lot better. But I did come away going, oh my goodness, like, I don't know what to do now that I'm just on the back end of my business. And so I did feel like I was a little bit scrambled, a little bit like, I'm not sure what to do now. I'm just working on the back end of my business. I've never done this. I'd done a little bit, but not much. And so I think, and I had looked around and there was so much fluff with business coaching and so so much stuff around and then but I've always listened to your podcast and I've always found such great value in it and uh, so when I signed up to Econ Grow Strong it was sort of like oh okay I can breathe now there was there was modules for everything really and I could just kind of go through it and even sitting down with my husband we could go through you know this is the email campaigns this is this and they were things we were doing but they needed fine-tuning the plans even just coming up with a a plan for Black Friday or a plan for the Christmas season Mm -hmm. I think we underestimate how much stress 
not having a plan yes, can bring. And absolutely. so just having a plan for Christmas, it was sort of like, okay, cool, it's set. We can enjoy the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got a plan and my VA and myself, we're mapping it out and we can, she can, I've mapped it out. She can also, you know, get it going. Go and do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so I think just having the the plans in Econ Grow Strong, the the confidence that I think it also brought, you know, mm. it just, it took a lot of stress off this season and has really helped me in this season of not having a warehouse and not having those things and just doing the back end and, and the confidence of just building that again, I guess. Yeah, I love that. Mm. And, you know, it's it's kind of the reason why I designed Ecom Grow Strong and why it's called Grow Strong because mm. whether you're a young business coming in and you want yes. to do things from the, the right way up mm-hmm. or you're like you who has been in business for like six, seven years and it's yeah. time to loop back and yes. to like optimize everything and make sure that you can grow strong to the next level. Yeah. And, you know, the plan and the clarity, like if that was even one thing that you can take away from the course, clarity and having a plan, like that alone is going to relieve stress, like you oh. said. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you spend a lot of time optimizing in Clavio and I think I've got a text from you or maybe like it's a message or something saying I've never seen my Clavio look so good yes I finally you know how there's the little stickers and whatnot yeah. they they all say excellent and Ooh. I've never seen I know I've never seen that before yeah. uh, for for a long time it was sitting out not great and I was going surely that doesn't matter. That's okay. doesn't matter. And, but once we started to tweak those things and, and going, okay, oh goodness, I don't want to get blacklisted here. Like, you know, yeah. and I've definitely seen a return in that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you had a large list and were you, pretend, mm. were you like, had you ghosted them or you, maybe you had sent, you're sending to them all. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Been, I was just sending to everyone. Everyone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just because I was going, oh, but what if that one day they'll yes. open? Or one day it might just open, <laughs> like fall into their inbox. And so I, it really has been about narrowing down and focusing on the committed people that are opening them. And, you know, not everyone needs, if they, maybe their their children are beyond that age or, you know, and so I'm still sending them emails and I'm wasting my money and their time. And so, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Move on to the the people that are committed. And so how do you do the the whole business thing? And like with the course, did you, with three kids and the youngest being two, did you set a t- aside time just to focus mm. on marketing each week? Like how do you manage the back end of the, like, yeah, the business and your yeah. time? It is a juggle, to be honest. And I do just have to be very intentional with my time and where I set time out. Sometimes it is after they've gone to bed at night and I just go, I need to sort of get this module done. Or sometimes it is, hey, honey, I need to go to a cafe by myself, chuck my ear pods in for a couple of hours. I need to do this. I have a really great husband who's like very lovely and, you know, just we juggle our time well. Very supportive. Yeah. And I do ask for help when I need it. So like I'll ask my mum or sometimes I get a babysitter. Yes. (laughs) You know, and so (laughs) I have, my, my youngest has just stopped a daycare. So she was going to daycare for two days a week. And so they were my very core work days. Mm-hmm. I am looking at, I'm going to get a nanny now probably just to help me on those days. You know, we're on acreage now and I do homeschool. So my time is very divided, but I just have to be very intentional with it. And so, 
And I also am giving myself a lot of grace. I'm in a season yes. of three kids and they're little and I go, my business is not going anywhere. If I have to wait two years to really push my business and go international, that's okay. Like yeah. in this season, oh, I'm, I love being a mum mm. and I do think you can have both. We can do business and motherhood, but I'm not going to sacrifice being a mum just because, you know, I'm wanting to push this or do this because there's going to be a day where they don't need me as much. And so I just go in this season, if I have to do a couple of late nights, if I have to do it when the kids go to bed, or maybe this week is not so much work, but I do try and get a lot of my learning in and then outsource a lot of the work. So I'll, I'll be doing a lot of the learning and the visionary side of things. But I have got a virtual assistant who works for me four hours a day. And she does a lot of a lot of the actual practical work. So she'll put together the emails for me, customer service, graphics. I'll dream up a campaign and I'll say, okay, we need the social media side of it, but we also need the email side of it. Yeah. We need SMS side of it. We need this, this and that. And she'll often bring things together for me. So I just think in this season, you know, I try and outsource as much as I can so that I can be with my kids as much as I can. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like you've nailed it. Like I'm sure there's bumps yeah. in the road, but oh, yeah. yeah, learn the learn the big stuff, get someone else to do the rest. And yeah. I love how you say, you know, have grace with yourself, you know, don't beat yourself up. Yeah. You can't do everything. Yeah, amazing. Absolutely. And so <laughs> what would be your piece of advice for someone who is in like their first couple of years of their business and they're feeling a little lost like what what words of wisdom do you have for them oh I think maybe going back to what I said before even giving yourself a little bit of grace and don't Mm. get caught up on the the buzz of doing everything and doing reels and doing this and and those sort of things focus in on your community what's in your hands at the moment Mm. I think it can be very easy to get caught up on you know how many followers you've got how many likes you've got but focus in on having a great product a great community Mm -hmm. and learn as much as you can you know it's like I think we all just think we've got to climb this ladder of success at 100 commas an hour when just take it slow get your fundamentals right I wish I had spent you know the first two years just getting my fundamentals right and mm-hmm. really jumping into a course like Econ Grow Strong and just getting the fundamentals right mm-hmm. and taking it a little bit more seriously because then I think later on you can step back a little bit and just watch, you know, it grow. Yeah. yeah. I think you're definitely in that that nice phase now and enjoying <laughs> your little two-year-old. And are yes. you homeschooling all of your children? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh is this a new thing or have you done this the whole time have you kept this a secret from me the whole time I've known you (laughs) so this is my first year homeschooling so we did kindergarten at a like a regular school but it was in lockdown and I did two terms of homeschooling at home and I just went oh my goodness I love this I love the flexibility of it I love no school lunches I love no school drop-offs and so I just went I, I did have a couple of friends that are homeschooling fantastically and so I just thought I can do this and like we love it we absolutely love it. It doesn't have to be weird homeschooling. We have, yeah, you know, I have beautiful, smart children. And so I just go, this is, this is so much fun. And 
we just live life how we want it to. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it. Do it your way. It sounds yeah, like that's exactly. what you've done and yeah. back yourself. Good on for you for, for doing that and, and doing it so well. And so, you. so lovely. And thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so inspired by you. Oh, ditto. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the e-commerce marketing society podcast. If you'd like to keep getting juicy marketing goodness into your ears each week, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Plus, I'm, of course, so grateful for a five-star rating and review, which means I can keep supporting you through this podcast. If you'd like to be a part of one of my programs this year, either Ecom Grow Strong or Ecom Scale Strong, head over to my website, lisaburn.com.au and get in touch with me there or over on Instagram at lisaburnmarketing. And I cannot wait to chat with you. La, la.